Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Salon Owner School podcast. This is Sam Huber, the CEO at Pip University. And on today's episode, Professor Jess and I are going over three tips that will help you get more done in less time. So if you are a procrastinator, a perfectionist, or are just wanting to learn how to be more effective in your workday, you are going to absolutely love this episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and jump in. Um, so we're going to be talking about get shit done. And I'm just going to share with you guys three ways to get more done in less time. So over the last uh, few years of my life, I would describe the way that I've worked as like a glamorized hustle, like, you know, working 12 plus hour days, barely taking a break and being busy all the time was somehow like an accolade or like a badge of honor to prove really to myself that I deserved the success that I was experiencing and that I wanted to experience. So I got into this habit of always being in a rush, never having enough time, always, you know, feeling like I was behind or I wasn't doing enough, always being on a deadline, especially with work. Um, But so much so that it really started to bleed into my outside life, like out, outside of work in my personal life. So I didn't realize how much I bought into this story of like, go, go, go. And like this hustle mentality of like not having enough time until one Saturday morning, uh, I was at Kroger doing my grocery shopping. I had no plans for the rest of the day. You know, like it was like early that morning, I was just going to go grocery shopping, maybe go to the gym, but like no real set thing that I had to do at any, at any point in time. And there I was, it makes me laugh thinking about it. Cause I can like picture myself. I'm like spazzing out in Kroger, rushing through the aisles, like feeling anxiety and like pressure to get done with my grocery shopping so that I could move on to the next thing, except for there wasn't a next thing that I had to do. And I remember being in the cereal aisle being like, girl, you need to calm down. Like, why are you rushing? Why do you have anxiety? Why are you feeling like you're needing to rush through your grocery shopping? And so right then I knew that I couldn't keep living my life like this, like feeling like there's never enough time or like the world's going to end if I don't get every little thing done, because that's just not a fun way to feel. So Jess, I don't know if you can, can you relate to that? Like feeling like even in your personal life, you're constantly like, oh my gosh, I've got to get to the next thing. I've got to get to the next thing. And like really like taking your presence out of the moment that you're in because you're so like hyper-focused on what's the next thing. Yes, 110%. And then to add to that, when I do have time to do nothing, I end up doing something because I feel like I can't just let my mind relax. Because when you're so used to that go, go, go mentality, And then you actually allow yourself to be able to invest in yourself and be able to have a break or do whatever it is you want. You almost feel guilt by not being productive. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like when you do have downtime, you're like, okay, I feel like I should be doing something right now because you're so, your body is just so used to being in that state. Oh my gosh, that's such a a good point. Yeah, because you know there's always stuff that can get done. You're like, well, if I do this right now, then I'll be able to do more stuff when the actual work yeah. week starts. <laughs> and yeah. that's not healthy. That's not a healthy way to be. No, no. Yeah. So I'm going to share three tips that I learned um, from Brian Tracy's book called Eat That Frog um, that really has helped me to be 
focused and efficient in my work so that I actually like in my work day so that I actually get more done in less time. Um, and that kind of sounds like, okay, how the heck can you do that? Like there's only so many hours in a day, but when we're, when we're focused and when we're efficient with the time that we have, we actually do get more done in less time. And it's had such a huge impact on not only how I'm working, but like how I feel while I'm working, like the emotions that I'm feeling while I'm working. And then even more so than that, how I feel after I'm finished working for the day. So like, I'm not going through my day working on the tasks and the projects that I have, I have to do feeling rushed or anxious. And then I'm sure that a lot of people on here can uh, relate to that to where when you get done with a busy day, you feel emotionally exhausted. And sometimes you're like, what the hell did I, <laughs> what the hell did I even get done? And why am I so, why am I so tired? Like, I don't really have, you know, a lot of tangible results to like show for the work that I've been putting in, but we're exhausted. So I think that these three things, um, well, I hope that they help you because they've definitely made a big difference um, for me. So the first one that I'm going to jump into is to do your highest value task first, or another way to word that is the task that would have the greatest impact on your day if you were to get that thing done. So typically, like for me, the first thing that I do in the morning or did do was like check my email, go through Asana, go through Slack, and then like knock out like the smaller tasks first, like the tasks that are just almost mindless and like a monotonous thing for me to do that I can almost do on auto autopilot to just get those out of the way first. And I used to tell myself that I did that to give my, my mind time to, and I'm doing air quotes, wake up. But really, that's just a pretty way to disguise procrastinating on the big thing that I knew I wanted or needed to get done that day. So I want you guys to hear the distinction when I say that. Like, I was telling myself, oh, I'm just going to check my email. Oh, I'm just going to text this person or send this email back to give my mind time to wake up. But really, it was because I was delaying jumping into the big thing that I knew was going to take a lot of my energy and focus. And that is just a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty way to dress up <laughs> procrastination. Um, so before you sit down to start your day, ask yourself these two questions and you will be mind blown at how much it helps time management and your ability to knock out the big tasks. So those two questions are, what's the one thing that I and only I can do that when it's done, it'll make a big difference. The second question is, what is the most valuable use of my time right now? And really asking those, asking those two questions to yourself before you start your day, but then as you're working throughout your day, like if you have a task or something that you need to work on, ask yourself, is this something that I and only I can do? Or can I delegate this to somebody else? And then the second question is, is this really the most val valuable use of my time right now? Because maybe it is on your to-do list and you need to get it done, but maybe there's something else that might be of more value for you, for you to be focusing on in that moment. So just constantly eval evaluating the things that we have on our to-do list and asking those two questions will really help us start to get more of those big projects done faster. And then do that big thing before you do anything else. And that's been, that's been, I'm not going to lie to y'all, that has been like a, a thing for, for me to get, 
uh, into the habit of doing is to immediately sit down and dive into like the biggest thing that I need to get done that day first, rather than putting it off, you know, getting started on it until 12 or one or two o'clock, because by then it's like, we're halfway into our day. Our mind is not as fresh. We're not going to be as sharp and as focused. And I think at least for me, that's where I found that I don't get as much like focus hours in during the day because I'm starting on those high priority tasks later on in the day where my mind is a little bit less sharp and I'm not as, I'm not as focused as I could be if I would have started it first thing in the morning. Jess, do you have anything that you could throw in with that one? Starting I do. on like the, the greatest high value task first. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, I actually, I kind of feel attacked right now. <laughs> right? I felt the same way. Like, what do you mean I can't check my email first? <laughs> well, you know, it's that, but then something else too that you said um, is that delegating and you know, if you feel like that's not the best way to be spending your time, because it might be something that is a minor, not minor, but a task that's still important, but maybe not as urgent, and it can be delegated to somebody else. Um, that's so hard to do. Uh, because you're just in such a you get yourself in such a flow of like, knocking off these little tasks that make you feel like you're getting something done. But then, like you said, you have this other thing that might need to be done. That's a little bit more important. It's a bigger task. And then now it's like daunting you as the day goes on because you're like, I've spent all this time doing things that probably weren't most the, produ the most productive way to spend my day. And I could have delegated that to somebody else. And I know right now that Heather and Julian are listening to this because they're on here and they're laughing because they know that that's, that's me and I get to be better about that. But I, I really do believe if we can delegate things so you can really get to do that big task first in your day, it will make your day feel so much more productive. And then you just feel like a, a weight is lifted off your shoulders when you know that you have people in your corner that actually, they really can do it. They really can do the things that you're doing as well. You know, yeah. it's just making the initiation to be able to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. All of that. So the second one uh, is, is so simple that it makes me laugh and I'm sure it will make you guys laugh too. And it is to say no, just to say no. So we can be more productive, get more things done in less time when we just say no more. So each time that we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And that is a huge reason why we feel like we never have enough time to get it all done. It's also part of the reason that we can start to feel resentment even without realizing it because we're saying yes to so many things that little by little by little, our plate starts to become full of things that we're doing for other people so we push the things to push the things that we want to be working on or we sacrifice our self-care, our personal time to be able to have it all happen, to get it all done. And then before we know it, we're the crazy cranky lady who loses her shit at the smallest thing and ask me how I know about ask me how I know about being the crazy cranky lady that loses her shit. And you know, it's this is an interesting thing for me too, because um I am such a people pleaser. And I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So if, if you're like that also, you know how good it feels to be able to say yes and to do things for other people, to anything and everything that, that's asked of us, it feels good to say yes. So saying 
saying no might feel uncomfortable at first. It might feel foreign. You might feel like, you know, you're being an asshole or selfish if you don't say yes to everything, especially when we're in a leadership position. You know, when our team is coming to us, asking us for support, asking us for help or, um, you know, support, support on something. If they're asking you to take care of something for them, it's, it's so easy. It's like our, it's our first reaction to want to say yes. You know, especially, like I said, if you are that people pleaser, or if you, or if you're in that like nurturing role, it, we, it can feel selfish if we don't say yes. But what we get to realize is that we are not doing anyone a favor, including ourselves when we're working from a place of overwhelm and exhaustion. So it's okay to say no and to be picky about what you say yes to, especially if saying yes is going to put you into that overwhelm and exhaustion state when you're doing the thing that you said yes to, because you're not being of, you're not truly being of service to anybody when you're operating from a space like that. Um, there's a quote in Brian Tracy's book, Eat That Frog, and it's from Warren Buffett. He's like one of the most richest men in his time. And he's quoted to have said that his secret to success is I just say no to everything that is not absolutely vital to me at that moment. Um, and when I read that quote, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's so true. Because I find myself saying yes to things and I don't even really know why I'm saying yes to them. And I, and I think about it later and I'm like, you know, you guys can probably relate to this. It's like, you say yes to something. And then when it comes time to do the thing, you're like, oh my God, why did I say yes to this? I have, I have no time to do this. I don't even know why, why I said yes to this. I just know that I did. And now I have to be my word and, and be committed to it. But, and then again, to kind of bring it back to the very beginning, that's when we start to create those feelings of resentment. Um, and burnout, really, even because we're saying yes to all these things, and we have all these other things that we need to work on for our own selves, and we, we can't because our plate our plate's too full. So say no. Remember Warren Buffett's quote is, if it's not absolutely vital to you in that moment, you get to say no. Jess, do you have anything um, that you could add onto that? I do. Uh, I When you were talking about, you know, the ability to be able to say no you know, most of the people that are listening to this clubhouse right now that may be listening to it in the future are hairstylists, salon owners. At some point you were a hairstylist. And for the longest time, we had this hustle mentality behind the chair. And in order to build your book and be able to have a solid clientele, you said yes to every single thing that walked in the door, even if it was a service that you didn't even want to do. Like, I did not like perms. I'm not good at them, but I would say yes, because that was the way that really I was taught. And I'm not saying it that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, we really learned to have that yes mentality because we are in the feet washing business. We're in the people, you know, pleasing business. And so in order to be able to have that um, monetary goal that you want to be able to bring home or whatever it is to have that full book, like we operated that way. We operated mm -hmm. in a say yes mentality. And I think what happens it then is that it trickles into our personal lives as well. And so now we get to shift um, the way that we think and the way that we operate to be able to say no and not feel bad about it, that it's okay to say no. Like 
you don't you don't have to commit to everything, especially if you don't want to do it. And there was a time not that long ago, Sam, remember we you and I had a conversation and I said, I'm trying to get this stuff figured out to to take this class. And you're like, Do you want to do it right now? And I'm like, Well, not really. And you're like, then say no. I'm like, oh, Yeah, I can do, I can yeah. do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can totally say no. Yeah. Well, wow. Okay, yeah, you're right. You just we have to give ourselves permission to be able to say no and feel confident behind that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And you know, another thing that I'm just going to hop pop in here. And it's the first thing that I said at this, you know, the second one. And that is when you say yes to something, you're always saying no to something else. And so when you are asked to do asked something is asked of you, or you're asked to do something, asked to make a decision. And it's a, it's a, do you get to say yes? Or do you get to say no? Not saying that we have to say no all the time, but just be aware that when, if you say yes to that, look at everything else that you have going on and ask yourself, okay, if I say yes to this, what does that mean I'm going to say no to? And if you saying no, if the thing that you're going to be saying no to, if, if that's okay, and like the thing that you're saying yes to is more important, then then say yes. But just give yourself the opportunity to weigh those things out and really ask yourself and be honest, like if I say yes to this, this thing that I'm going to be saying no to, how's that going to affect me? How's that going to affect other people? Because sometimes you can say yes, you know, it's just pausing and like getting present in the moment and looking at everything that you have going on and really weighing out the pros and the cons and the consequences of what your yes is going to mean and what your no is going to mean. Because it doesn't mean you have to say no to like literally everything. And like that Warren Buffett quote, such a good example. It's like, if it's not absolutely vital to you in that moment, it's not going to bring value to you in that moment then that's kind of like a good, I guess, indicator um, light to look at on what to say no to and what to say yes to. All righty. Jess, do you have anything else before I jump into this last one? Nope. I think that you covered it very well. Okay. Perfect. So the third one is my absolute favorite, and it's the one that's made the biggest difference for me, and it's to run it up a flagpole. So what the hell does that mean? Basically, running it up the flagpole means don't wait until something is perfect to start taking action or to put something into motion. Just take the first step. So get it 80% done and then go back and fix or correct anything else later. So I'm such a perfectionist. I would delay getting started or executing anything until it was just the way that I wanted it or I knew the exact steps or the how, I have air quotes around the proverbial how that I needed to take to get the job done. But the problem with that is half the time, I have no idea what the steps were. So I end up not even starting anything. And when we don't start, that means that we're not gonna get a result at all. So in his book, Brian Tracy says, run it up a flagpole and see if anyone salutes. So this was such a powerful reminder for me that turning in B plus work is better than turning in no work at all. And we don't have to have everything figured out to perfection in order to take the first step. Like we can always go back and revise and work out the kinks and make it better later. The key is to just get started, right? We don't have to have the how and well, what do I do if this happens? And, you know, how do I even create this? And what's the team going to think? And I haven't had this conversation. It's like, that doesn't matter. We get to get the ball rolling and take that first step and then just trust 
that the process will be revealed to us as we go on. So I've found that raising, raising up that flagpole and taking the first step usually leads to the next step and the next step and the next step. And it gets to be easy when I just trusted that the process would reveal itself to me if I just keep taking action. And uh, this comes from another another book that I that I've read, but that's called Inspired Action. That it's okay if we don't have all of the steps and all of the how to figured out. It's okay if we don't even really know the exact end result. We if we don't even really know what the exact end result that we're wanting is, or how to create it, or even what the second step or the third step needs to look like. If we know like this is like the main idea, this is like the main goal that I'm wanting to create. I really honestly have no idea <laughs> what it looks like to get me there. I know what the first step is. I think that I need to take, so I'm going to take it. When that happens, inspired action comes forth. And usually the next step will just be revealed to us versus if we don't take any action at all, no steps are going to be revealed to us. And I think usually like when, when you work that way and when you operate with trust and you're not, we're not so focused on having it exactly right or having having it exactly perfect the way that we think that it needs to go a lot of times we actually create something even better than we would have originally if we you know tried to control the exact how and the exact process of how we think that it needs to go so that's the last one is to um, run it up a flagpole and see who salutes so Jess what can you what can you add to that what can you throw in I love that I think that is brilliant and it is very easy to be able to sit back and and because you feel like you don't have all the answers yet. But one thing that I definitely learned, and this really goes for any salon owners or leaders that are out there right now listening, that if you can at least start the process and communicate with the team and where your thought process is and take that first leap into executing some sort of task on whatever the big the big goal, the big task is, that's when other people will naturally step up and then they start to think of things that you wouldn't even have thought of. And if you would have just remained quiet and sat back and thought about it a little bit more, just kept it internal, then you're not really giving that opportunity for people on your team or you know maybe people in your family, whatever it is, to be able to step into the power that they hold as well, you know, because that's, you know, as, as a company, Pib University and Rich Life CEO, we work with salon owners with teams. And one thing that we get to do as leaders is be able to build other leaders and build a really strong team that has autonomy within the company. So I think that you hit it right on the money. Like when there's an idea that you have or something that you just feel like you don't even know where to go or the how, all those things, you begin that and you let other people step into it and what you're able to create will be amazing. Mm, so good. So good. All right. So those are, those are the three and I'll just recap them real quick. So um, the first one was to do your highest value task first or the task that would have the greatest impact off of, on your day if you were to complete it. The second one is to say no. And then the third one is to run it up a flagpole. And that just means turn in B plus work, take the action, start the thing, and then go back and revise it later. And don't let that um, fear of it not being perfect or you not having it all figured out yet 
keep you from starting it. So I hope that these, that these helped you guys, um, that you're able to implement some of these tips in your work life and in your personal life. Um, again, the book that inspired these is called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. It's a super quick read. I mean, I literally, I could, probably could have finished it in like a day. Um, but the whole book is 21 ways to get more done in less time. If you guys want to check it out, I think it's on Amazon. Actually, I know it's on Amazon, but it's a great read. Jess, do you have yeah, anything thank else? Thank you, Sam. No, I was actually quickly trying to find maybe a link to the book, but I couldn't do it quick enough. So I can it's link okay. all Every, it. Everybody knows on. how to Google, but I just yeah, thought if I could pop it up there. I'll link it on our all. Um, link it on our story on, on Instagram today. And if anybody, if anybody is on in Slack with us in Rich Life CEO or um, on Instagram, if you guys want the link, just send us a message and, but I'll post it on the story so that we can, that everybody can grab it. Perfect. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for hopping in with us this morning. Um, it's always a pleasure to be on here with you all. We'll see you guys next week. All righty. Bye guys. Bye.